51-year-old woman wanted to try one last time to discontinue her antidepressant medication. When she first presented for treatment, she matter-of-factly stated, I want to get off this Effexor. I've been on it for seven years, and I feel like an automated robot. Push the button, start, and repeat the same cycle. I'm not feeling sad, but I'm not feeling content or happy either. I have no sex drive, and I can't have an orgasm. Sue was a tall, muscular woman with an imposing bearing. She looked directly at me from behind her glasses with a subtly challenging air. Despite this, I could see an expression of sadness in her eyes. She was a psychiatric nurse, and I could see her as an effective nurse manager. She came across as tough and in control. With an evident smirk, she described her life to me in efficient, curt, bullet points of information. Welcome to In Contact with the ACO, hosted by Dr. Chris Burrett. Here you're offered a peek into a unique therapy which can produce fundamental changes in how patients address their emotions and in how problems are solved, leading to greater satisfaction and well-being. Rather than hearing an explanation of how this therapy is different, we invite you to listen into the patient's lives and their therapy with our doctors. They struggle with anxiety, misery, mistrust, longing, rage, and the full range of human emotion. They may be dealing with problems in everyday life with work or relationships, not unlike yours or my own. Every person has a story. These cases are real, although the patient's privacy is protected. Each episode comes from the recording of a live presentation given by the doctors at the ACO home in Princeton, New Jersey. You can learn more about the ACO at a different kind of psychiatry.com. Throughout the five years of Sue's therapy, as various emotions surfaced, I remembered how she first told me, Oh, I never get angry. <laughs> Although I sometimes wondered when will her anger come out, it was also clear to me at first she needed to cry and cry and cry. <clears throat> A month or so later, she told me, I had another dream about Tony, and I was crying, but I was angry too. This was a first. I waited. She got up and lay down on the couch, just breathing for a few minutes. I could feel tension building in the room. Sue got up matter-of-factly, walked over to a baseball bat in the corner of the room, picked it up, walked with deliberation back to the couch, heaved the back bat over her head, and began beating the couch, screaming with rage, You bastard! You bastard! She did this for a few minutes, although it seemed rather longer. When she finally tired, she stopped, bat in midair and turned and looked at me with an expression of amazement. Then she made a sort of Cheshire cat teeth-bearing smile at me and raised the bat a little in my direction. <laughs> and then she put it down. And she smiled, and I smiled too, with relief. <laughs> I knew that Tony was Sue's first love and that he'd broken her heart. However, I did not know how that fit with the rest of her life. 
Now, after this explosion of rage in the session, I found out. This woman, who had at first been reluctant to tell me much about herself, now found her words pouring out. She referred back to her emotionally bleak childhood, which she then contrasted with how Tony was with her when they first met. He was demonstrative, he was warm, and he liked her. He put his arms around her, but not knowing what to do with such an expression, she froze 